the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat. We are live currently as the college football playoff top 25 is being revealed because the game went to double overtime. And I don't know how many of you hung out and waited and, and stuck around Clemson at number nine, Utah at number 10, as it's being revealed on my screen right now. But Alabama at eight. Listen, we can, we're, we're going to let this unfold. We're, we're probably going to have to deal with the daggum commercial break here in just a second. <laughs> as long as there aren't more overtimes, Chip. There are no more overtimes that we know of. Though, I mean, honestly, like shout out to Michigan State, right? I mean, not shout out to the under. I apologize for that. <laughs> that was too bad. Because that you, was a rough. You beat. almost cashed under one forty one. You almost cashed it even with the game going to overtime. Mm-hmm. If like Kentucky thought that maybe Michigan State would dunk that last possession, I would have cashed it in overtime. Mm. Preposterous. Do they have books that'll offer you just regulation totals, or is that a uh, soccer thing? I think that's just soccer. Oh, you like there should now be. We're, now we're gonna oh, talk. Pausing, we, dramatic we're pausing pause. before the seven. The top seven. Uh, oh. All right. So what? I right, let's. I guess I'll start at the. Do we want to start at the back end of the rankings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is <laughs> NC what? State still ranked? Do I? Do we want my rant on that? Yeah, Illinois yeah, yeah. Gets it's brown. a deep ACC. That's a good loss to BC. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey, you know, you know who else? All right, so I think that Illinois has uh, a good argument there. I think that Coastal Carolina has a good argument there. I think that the Texas Longhorns, like, look, four loss teams probably do not deserve a spot there, but as they find themselves, fans of Texas find themselves still ranked in, in the AP poll, find themselves still holding a win against Kansas State. Who is the um who's the spokesman again? Boo uh, Corrigan. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's right. Where does he work? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that's I didn't right. even think of that. 
That's all um, you needed to know. I mean, like, you're not going to put Liberty in a top 25 when you only have to rank 25 after Liberty just lost at UConn. But as, as I've got my sheet right now, Illinois should be angry. Coastal Carolina should be angry. And I guessed that Texas would still get love. Uh, Texas did not. No. So, so okay. NC State uh, still in the top 25. Tom, wh- what are you angry about? I'm just saying, like, Illinois gets bounced for losing to Michigan State and Purdue, but NC State can lose to freaking Boston College and stay ranked? Come on. That's only the Florida State win. Mm-hmm. Because the Syracuse win doesn't carry much anymore. Wake Forest win doesn't carry much anymore. That is like the, the Florida State advantage as it continues to uh, to hold on to that. You know, just to show I'm not biased, Purdue should be ranked, not NC State. Purdue at how six about, and four. Yeah. How about Duke? Duke won seven and three. Wins. Yeah. Same record. They lost to Georgia Tech, though. It's like take your pick. Yeah, <laughs> Which one's I, the, worse. The the thing with Duke is you don't have uh you just don't have a win there. Like see, they Duke's, didn't do it. Oh, I'm pissed. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Duke's resume is not that different from North Carolina's except for the loss column. Like North Carolina has no quality wins, but they're nine and one. And that's why North Carolina finds itself up at number You know the put? one thing they do. Haven't worked on this show. They do try to build the drama by the way they release them, but I think they're really trying a little too hard to get the drama going tonight because they went from 25 to eight and then they did the four and now they're doing the five, six, seven. We're all dying to, to know who six and seven are. It's oh, Clemson, that's what we're right? here to see. Clemson, nope, Bama. Clemson was at Clemson. nine. Oh, Clemson's Clemson's at nine. Bama. Where's Bama is the drama Alabama's now, Alabama's right? at eight. Alabama oh. is at eight. Well, yeah, so we this is we're waiting on LSU and USC. There you go. Wow. Oh, and USC should like, be six. That's because those are two teams that actually still have a path to the playoff. Mm-hmm. They did Alabama and Clemson first because, I mean, I guess they're disrespecting the ACC. <laughs> I mean, what else is new? <laughs> How many two-loss teams are there ranked ahead of North Carolina right now? A lot, right? Yeah, teams that don't actually have a shot to get to the playoff are ranked ahead of a team that does. Um, LSU LSU at six. six. Interesting. All right. So it is out. And if you're listening to us on uh, Wednesday morning, thanks for bearing with us because, again, Michigan State and Kentucky went to double overtime. So we we had to go live. We had all these people that wanted to hear from us. So Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three. We've got TCU at four, Tennessee at five, LSU at six, USC at seven, Alabama at eight, Clemson at nine. Uh, Beyond that, you get down to Utah at 10, Penn State at 11. You've got Oregon at 12. Let's see. North Carolina at 13, Ole Miss at 14. And then, all right, up at the top, I thought there was going to be an Alabama-USC debate. USC won the debate. And here's why I think there could be an, a USC-Alabama debate. Because USC still has a path to the playoff. You got to respect that. Sure. Alabama has better wins. Yes. If USC we has gonna, no wins. If we are going to hold the committee's feet to the fire on this, then I think we should. We have a platform. We've got an audience. And if we're going to talk about a future with an expanded playoff, then these decisions, even down here at 7 and 8, are going to matter. And I think that Alabama, even though it has two losses – 
if we're looking at the resume alone, or if we're even looking at some of the statistics in terms of the way that these teams rank, USC has a horrendous defense right now. Alabama has better wins and a more balanced team. I thought that if we were going down and we were trying to look at where the debates were going to be, like if you really wanted to split hairs, I said Michigan over TCU may, or TCU over Michigan maybe. But the first one that really stood up to me was uh, USC over Alabama. The committee has chosen USC over Alabama. Do you agree with it? Mm, yes and no. I know that's a terrible answer for this, but I mean, I think if you just look at the record, and my thing is Alabama has two losses. It can't win its division. Therefore, it can't get to the playoffs. So, I mean, if you rank it higher than that, you're really only doing that to help anybody, somebody else. You're not really doing anything for Alabama. USC actually has a chance to get there, but based off resume, when I was talking last week about USC, was I couldn't understand why they were ranked so far ahead of UCLA and so far ahead of North Carolina when they had equal or worse resumes. Like UCLA had the clearly better resume going into last week, and it was ranked four spots behind USC, who was hanging on to a win against Oregon State, who at the time was not ranked. And now Oregon State enters the rankings this week. So if you're going off resume, USC should not be ranked ahead of Alabama. And honestly, if you're going off game control, should USC be ranked ahead of Alabama? I don't I don't yes. have a, you think you think so? But but Bama's cause Bama's losses, like their their losses have been close, but so have their wins. They're not like yeah. they're blowing like they didn't do what we thought they would do against Ole Miss, right? We all came away like, eh. Like I actually felt but, kind I mean, of even like, more convinced that they're kind of losing their stranglehold at the top of college football. I mean, I, I know USC killed Colorado on Friday night, but they had a an eight point Colorado, win over Arizona. Yeah, they had a six point win over Cal. It's like I I mean, I don't know. I mean, they beat the Arizona team that beat UCLA, so I guess they have that. <laughs> So strength of schedule, USC at 65, Alabama at six. Kind of a difference, yeah. A little bit of a difference. Oh, I, Danny, you, you made a little bit of a face right there for those who aren't watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash cover three. Thank you to everybody that did sit through both of those overtimes to hang out with us here as we break down the new college football playoff re rankings. Um, TCU over Michigan, you would have been cool with it. Did you want to see it? Yeah, absolutely. I think... And I almost thought you could put TC over Ohio State, but at least Ohio State has the Notre Dame win in addition to the Penn State win on mm -hmm. their resume. So they do have two pretty solid wins. But is it fair to say the Big 12 is significantly deeper than the Big yes. 10? Yes. Very much and so, so like now we're almost to the point where TCU only has a couple weeks left. They've been through a pretty impressive gauntlet of the deepest conference in the country like, so why wouldn't we acknowledge that and say that their body of work from start to finish is better? Now, I do think the Penn State win for Michigan is probably better than any singular win that TCU has, but I think the body of work should resonate even more so. Within, it's not like TCU's non-conference is, is that significantly better. I mean, SMU is a pretty good team, but it's not like it's just it blows you away. But I do think the collection of wins is better than Michigan's. And, of course, it doesn't matter. And, you know, it's all going to play out. But I just felt like they could have recognized the depth of the Big 12. Because, I, I mean, I, the Big 10 is, what, a two-and-a-half team league? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, and that's that's where it kind of 
that's where I think you've got to look at, okay, let's look at the Big 12. Is you know had all these teams stacked up at the top, and now they're starting to knock each other off. But I do think it it should it should hold some weight in the discussion of resumes. You know, I, I'm with you. I've, if it's just me, I would have TCU ahead of Michigan, even if I don't. You know, I don't really think TCU is better than Michigan. I just think that based on what they've accomplished, they deserve it. But I think when Boo Corrigan, after he's done explaining why NC State's still ranked, he will he will say, "Well, the difference is that Michigan has dominated its opponents. So it's like even if it hasn't played the same level I, of strength, it's but wouldn't but like aren't you them. supposed to do their schedule? Like, couldn't TCU have dominated their opponents, or a lot of teams well, dominated their opponents? Well, yeah, I, see, think, I, I think that they they are similar because they on the team sheets do not use strength of record. The ESPN created metric that's like, mm-hmm. how would the average team go through your schedule? But TCU strength of record is one. Michigan's is five. Like they're both deserving of being mm-hmm. right there at the very top. There's no outlier right there. TCU has the better uh, Kansas state, Texas, Oklahoma state is a better trio of wins than what Michigan has with Penn State, Maryland, and Iowa. But what is also on the team sheet is your offensive and your defensive statistics. And while TCU has one of the best offenses in the country, Michigan's really good at both. And I think that that's what those committee members are probably seeing because we've already heard Boo Corgan say in previous rankings releases that they're looking for balance. Like, wasn't that the Alabama over TCU argument in the very first rankings release? Like, Mm -hmm. TCU, even though that defense in the win over Texas – Performed well. Good. I think the season as a whole, those numbers are probably not doing them any favors. That is For my sure. that is my prediction. Yeah, no, that's. But why do yeah. they not hold that against Tennessee? Oh, because Tennessee beat Alabama and LSU. Oh, yeah, that's right. And but they gave up forty nine <laughs> points in that game in the Bama yeah, game. Yeah, but again, you lose in the SEC, and that's worth something. Great. <laughs> I totally agree. More. And apparently the ACC too, as long as it's Boston College. As long as it's Boston College. But like, going back to the TCU debate, though, it's like, I understand you're 100% right, Chip. But like Michigan also benefits from after getting that big win against Penn State, they've played Michigan State, Rutgers, and Nebraska. Michigan State's probably going to get to a bowl at this point. But Rutgers in Nebraska, TCU doesn't get Rutgers in Nebraska. There are no Rutgers in Nebraska in the Big 12 right now. So for me, it's like this is a team that doesn't get to take a week off. Michigan's had plenty of weeks off. I do think we have seen that in the strength of schedule rankings. Michigan's, by the way, is 82. Yeah. That is by far the worst in the top Shoot, I'm all the way down into the teens at this point. Might be one of the worst in the whole top 25. It's worse than North Carolina's right now. Mm -hmm. But all the Big 12 teams have seen their strength of schedule rankings improve because the league is strong. And even as every single week league opponents have to take losses, uh, TCU's is going to be better than Michigan's. Um, But, yeah? No, I was just going to say, like, the Big 12 from top to bottom, if it was the SEC there'd be like seven Big 12 teams in the top 25. You know what I'm saying? If, if the SEC had the same strength of schedule as all these Big 12 teams does, the same overall metrics, there would be seven ranked teams in that conference. Utah at 10. Was that surprising? Nah, I mean, they were top They were top 10 in both the AP and the coaches poll, so I'm not super shocked by it. But, like, they've won four in a row. They lost to UCLA, and I guess UCLA losing kind of hurts that loss on the resume a little bit. But I don't know. It's 
it's kind of a similar situation to Michigan where it's like they got that big win over USC and then they followed it up with Wazoo, Arizona, and Stanford. So I think that'll settle itself this weekend. So it's like I they could be lower. Like you could argue Penn State deserves to be ranked against higher than Utah, but I think you can all argue just as easily that Utah deserves to be higher than Penn State. Plus, Utah, was, you kind of have them attached to USC, so it looks well. It looks good to have them at least close there since they beat them. But they lost to UCLA, and they also <laughs> have two losses, and they lost yeah. to an unranked Florida. I mean, I have been, on one hand, I mean, shocker. We're talking about college football rankings. I'm going to admit to being a total hypocrite. At one hand, I've you know said like you can't take week one and just hang everything on that. But at the same time, as you're looking at the body of work, and we only have but so many data points to judge a team on, Utah lost at Florida. Florida is a 6-4 and four team right now, and Utah has the same record as a team that it uh, lost to, yet it is six places higher in the rankings. UCLA 8-2, and two, Utah 8-2. and two. UCLA beat Utah, and yet they are six spots apart. You and should be punished for losing at home to Arizona. I agree, but just uh, it was an interesting their strength of record, their strength of schedule. Both those numbers are about the same, uh, but yet they find themselves with a little bit of a gap between them. The committee doesn't like UCLA. That much is clear. I don't know what it is specifically, but they don't like UCLA. Do you you know who was the big? I I don't know. There's no big winner, but for the NC State ranking, you know that might help cuz I was looking at North Carolina like does North Carolina have any shot to make it? The fact that NC State is in the top 25, their resume is severely lacking. But then I guess once they if they beat NC State in that final game of the season, that rivalry weekend, that knocks them out of the top 25. So once again it's there. Does North Carolina have any chance of making up this ground? It feels like they don't, even though, you know, Herbie was all excited saying, hey, Mac Brown squad, they're 13, way to go, you know, Tar Heels. That felt like a attaboy as opposed to a, yeah, you get this team is legit. Yeah, it's like if they win out and they get to the ACC championship and they beat Clemson, as long as Clemson hasn't lost again since then, Maybe they leap into the top four, but I feel like they're destined if that happens to finish five and let they'll just put Tennessee in. Agreed. Because what's the stat that at this point, nobody outside the top 10 in the history of the CFP rankings has reached the playoff? Is that where it was now? I was wondering what that was. This mm-hmm. week is 10. Mm-hmm. That's so, kind of what it feels like. Ten, uh, UNC does not have a chance. Chip, how do you feel about that? I think I NC it. I think NC State winning at Louisville is going to be a challenge. Right. Talking about, talking about NC State being ranked when they play North Carolina is trusting this NC State team in their current state to go on the road to Cardinal Stadium as a four-point underdog, as a four-point underdog to the Cardinals, and go and win. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. So there's there's two conversations, and I, I got to uh, credit my guy Joe Ovius on this. Like, there is a better chance of Drake May winning the Heisman than there is of North Carolina winning the college or making the college football playoff. That's like that would be their consolation prize, right? Like, hey, we can't get you in, but we'll give you a Heisman. <laughs> but we can't have you playing with the boys. We can't we can't have you in the big boys, but we can give you a Heisman. Go ahead. Here you go. That's what they did for RG3 and Johnny Manziel. I mean, it's yeah, like yep. when 
when Michigan beats Ohio State and C.J. Stroud loses the Heisman on the final week of the regular season because the Wolverines win in Columbus, that's what opens the door for Drake May to win the Heisman. Is that an official prediction? I'm. This is where I'm at right now. Oh, I forgot we weren't recording. Yeah. I mentioned that off the air <laughs> on Monday show, right? You're putting it on wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on wax. I'm I've, as of right now. I'm taking Michigan. That's that, just a. Here we go. I just, <laughs> just, just got the feels. The vibes coordinator has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Coming up on the other side, more of our thoughts from the new college football playoff rankings reaction. Next. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So one thing I was curious about was how high Washington was going to jump in the rankings and sort of, you know, as that shakes out among some of these other teams, they end up only going from 24 to 17. They have the win against Oregon. They have the win against Oregon State. They are not totally out of the Pac-12. I don't think they're going to make the college football playoff, but uh, what do you make about some of those uh, movements that we had in that sort of 15 to 19 kind of range. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think it's right. I think they deserve to be ranked that high. I mean, I, they've won two games against ranked opponents that are currently ranked anyway, in a row, they went on the road and they beat the team that was the number six team in the country. So when you start comparing wins among teams that are in the top 25 right now, there aren't going to be a lot of teams that have a better win than that. So I think they deserve proper credit for that, but you can't ignore the fact that they not only lost to UCLA in the earlier in the season, but they lost to Arizona State. So it's a way of saying, good job, congratulations. You've got to play Colorado and Wazoo next. That's not going to help your ranking at all, but you know, maybe you'll get, have a chance to get to a nice bowl game. Yeah, we got Oregon dropping uh, all the way down to number 12. We've got, let's see... The UCLA drops we already discussed, and Bud Bud coming from the shadows. Look at that! (laughs) Now, hey Tom, I I just busted in here like like who? Let's practice Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) 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 Oh man! No, I got home early because we we got uh, we we got crushed in softball. I was like, huh? You you guys don't look like. the Apex roofing team we played a month ago, and uh, they're like, "Oh no, we're the new guys." It's like, oh, okay, well, you, you'll get promoted. To, you'll get promoted to A ball next time. That was uh, that was a whooping. Uh, what, what are we mad about tonight? I haven't seen him yet. You you I didn't come in look. prepared. There's no, not uh, much to be I, mad I about. 
Yeah, it's like, we were just talking about what we were just talking about. Um, I think Bud hits on all the time. I think like 15 to 30, you really could like make a case for any of those teams to be interchangeable, which is Kansas State checking in at the top of interchangeable. You're like, totally yeah, agree. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Right. Oklahoma yep. State win, Baylor win. Uh, sure. Looks good to me. Um, Notre Dame all the way up to 18. UCF fans pretty mad that uh, that Notre Dame, you know, UCF feels like it went into New Orleans, got a good win against a two-lane team that only had one loss, and now they, they're sitting there behind uh, Notre Dame. They're sitting there behind Florida State. I, I, think- I told the group chat tonight, my, my UCF group chat, because in the, the neighborhood here in Orlando, you guys aren't competing against Notre Dame or any of those guys, right? Like, who cares where you're ranked? You're only competing against the G5 teams to get to the New Year's Six Bowl unless you're undefeated. So mm-hmm. it, it's really kind of irrelevant. Yeah, as long as you're headed to Tulane, that's all that matters. And as long Do as you have any uh, conference, like you, that's the other thing yeah. is you can be a highly ranked G5 team, but if you lose your conference championship game, you're done. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else from the uh, the end of the rankings that stands out? Uh, I mean, no, <laughs> it's, it's hard to really feel any kind of way about any of these teams, because at this point, like, this is the one thing I think the committee should do like 25 to begin with is too much. But by the time we get to this point in the season, just release the top 15. We don't need 25 anymore because nothing, none of those teams from 15 or 16 to 25 are doing anything. I mean, you got obviously you have to have the highest ranked G5 team. That's it. You could just release a top 15, and this is where our best G5 team is right now. So it's kind of like the top 12 and the next three in. Yeah. When I when I prepared the uh, every single week, it's a little bit different. But when I prepared all the resumes uh, for tonight, I saw that there was a separation after number four. There was a separation after number nine, and the next separation was after number 16. And that when you got down to that 17 through 25, it was a who knows, especially when you got down to 22, 23, 24, and 25. So, yeah, it's ridiculous that NC State's still in there. But um, really that's is. the one head oh. scratcher. NC State yeah. is uh, yes. 24. 24. That's a quality loss Louis- BC. They're a five-point dog to Louisville. Is that game on ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it like, like – is it oddly primetime or like like? Uh, it's on ACC Network, three thirty. Hmm. Okay, that's why we got to expand the playoff, though, Bud, to increase the rankings and the ratings for these games. Yeah, that's your right. CFD and on move, Bud, is to say that Boo Corrigan is the committee chair. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's right. Who also <laughs> is is Chip's body double, apparently. Right. Although, <laughs> Chip has better hair. I, I think Boo Corrigan <laughs> wants Chip's hair. Did, did he say anything tonight that like totally contradicts both last week and the week prior? We, because of the double overtime in Kentucky, Michigan State, <laughs> we went live even before the rankings were done. So okay, I so did not Bruce get a chance. Corgan to is the winner Corgan of had this week then. Like, because we, we won't skewer him for saying things that are just completely inconsistent with what he said last week and then also the week before. And well, I'll say I will, again, I will I, read the transcript when it gets emailed to me. Trust me. I will <laughs> read the transcript too, but I, I will also double back on my opinion that asking one person to speak for 13 people who are submitting blind ballots and delivering results 
is hard to do. As someone who has to write the CBS Sports 131 post, which is made up of blind ballots and explain the voting behavior of all these people, it's a little bit hard to do. Sometimes you just got to do the best you can. Try to do it for the coach rankings every offseason. You get all these angry fans who think, why do you hate my coach? It's like, I don't. I had him ranked five spots higher. Chip had him at 50. What do you want me to do? Yeah, well, at least you're doing it in May. <laughs> um, anything else we want to hit on before we get out of here? Uh, Liberty could have been you, man, but you uh, you showed up at the rent and you didn't pay. So, thank I you, God. I had you, I had you right on the fringe. Uh, you could you could have been there, but who who's gonna be the angriest they didn't get in? Coastal. Yeah, I mean. They are yeah. nine and one on November fifteenth, and they are looking up at uh, NC State at twenty four and, and thinking then, WTF. But this is where I agree with Bud because the reason Coastal isn't ranked is because Coastal's not playing anybody in a major game for the next two uh, weeks. Yeah, careful. Coastal playing, doesn't help your ratings. Hey, yeah. hey, they're playing Virginia or might not be playing Virginia. Oh no, yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say that, okay, that, that game's getting played. We'll, we'll see. TBD. They had a press conference today. Um, no announcement yet on the status of that game, but I, I think the focuses in Charlottesville are uh, the focus in Charlottesville is elsewhere. So mm-hmm. there's also an, there's an easy out, by the way, to not rank coastal, and that's McCall is out for the next couple of weeks, and they just beat Southern Miss by what four mm-hmm. or something like that. So I wish they did uh, the next, I mean, I guess. It wouldn't be receiving votes, but then they would just release their top 30. So we're going the wrong direction. Pats on the head. <laughs> Who just missed out? <laughs> so my understanding of the process is that the very first step is that every committee member fills out their own personal 25. Mm-hmm. And any team that gets multiple votes then gets added to the pool. So they do have a pool that is more than 25 teams that they right. start to work with. So it's opinion based. Yeah. But I thought they started from scratch every week and they ranked all the teams. But I'm saying that like this is the pool that they work with for their data set. Tom, welcome to the dark side here, man. <laughs> just things aren't adding up anymore, Chip. I feel like I'm the smoking man in X Files over here in, in the shadows <laughs> just telling you guys how this thing works. Right. <laughs> it's fake every week. We love it. Uh beautiful are they setting anybody up to make a big time rise up the ranks if they were to run the table like like are they creating any potential drama with with where they're setting up these kind of stepping stone next opponents north carolina can be the only one i could see that could do that but the problem is they've got clemson at nine so like unless they start bumping clemson up for its wins over who do they play i know they finished with south carolina but who's Clemson get this week miami and that's what's yeah. that going to be worth? So it's like unless Cl- Miami and South Carolina are enough to suddenly bump Clemson into the top five because maybe teams ahead of them lose. Like I just don't know who's capable of really making a run outside the I think six or seven teams that actually have a legitimate shot to a playoff berth. Are there any hints about like are they trying to set up Michigan to be okay if they lose to Ohio State? Like what do they do with is Penn State uh, surprisingly high? Are they, they trying up to sneak to in? Like an, okay. And they should finish 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. 
So they'll be a top ten team by the time the season's over. So they'll claim it's like a like a top top eight, top nine win. What about TCU? Is there any chance they're setting up TCU to get in with one loss? No, they clearly want to get okay. TCU out of the paint as soon as possible. Yeah, so they're telling TCU run the table or went out or else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is crazy. Kind of goes back to our argument, guys, about how they don't really consider like there's a hard cutoff at 25 opponents, right? And if you played a lot of your schedule in that sort of 26 to 40 range, which is extremely difficult to pull off on a week-to-week basis, you get zero credit for it in, in minds of these guys. Mm-hmm. Unless you appear on a ballot twice. Hmm. But you could, yeah. Anything else we want to hit? Uh, I'd like Hello? Ohio to finish this out. Hit the bed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will be back at 11 a.m. Wednesday. Make sure you hang out, youtube.com slash cover3. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannelli. You can follow him at BloodElliot3. Follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.